Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. It's the Round Ball Rock Podcast, starring Dave Schilling, Bimbo Coles, Alan Henderson, Joey Devine, Anderson Marigel, Drew Gooden, Sean Keen. Larry Hughes! Muse to go against Moby Grape! And now, the temporary host of Round Ball Rock, Joey Devine! Hi, it's me, Joey Devine, your temporary host of Round Ball Rock, and we are back with another episode of our dumb podcast. Sean Keen is here. Sean, how are you? Uh, I'm good. I'm good. Pretty good. Pretty All good. Right. Tight, tight, tight. Um, should we uh just get right to it? Let's get to let's get to the crazy event that happened today. Uh, yeah. Daryl Daryl Morey faved one of our tweets. You guys. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Houston very specifically Rockets, one of yeah. Sean's tweets. <laughs> yeah, I guess I guess that's true. I, I spent all day getting yelled at. By people who either did not did or did not like Daryl Morey's musical Small Ball on yeah. Twitter, and then Sean chimes in, and Daryl Morey faves it, which means, mm-hmm. hey, all of you out there who tweeted at me, who were mad and or glad about Small Ball, Daryl Morey fucking read those tweets, dude. <laughs> yeah, he searches his own name. Yeah, we do. We are not the type of, to tag a person. Uh, a no, famous person. No, absolutely not. In fact, sometimes we forget to tag people we should be tagging yes. in a non-aggressive manner. <laughs> but Daryl Morey today, 
you follow Daryl, right? I do follow Daryl, yeah. yeah Daryl used to follow me, actually. <laughs> That's true. Because one time uh, he showed up at like 12.01 to try and sign Marcin Gortat and was trying to get like fans to like get behind signing Marcin Gortat and I sarcastically retweeted him and he thought I was a Rockets fan and followed me. Oh yeah, he he actually liked <laughs> Yeah, the the tweet he follow, he did like was Daryl Morey, this is how you do musical theater and, and then it was, it was uh, a link to the Luka Doncic song. Yeah, so this week's maybe episode. he's a fan. He's like, wow, this is, he liked musical theater because there was a character singing it. Oh, here's the thing, though. It was two minutes. He faved uh-huh. it at 7.28, and uh-huh. the Rockets jazz game was starting in two minutes. I'm guessing mm-hmm. he didn't listen to the song. <laughs> what? No, he had finished listening to the song, and that's when he decided to like it. Fair, okay. Fair, but yeah, fair. that you know what? And he he listened to that and got so psyched up that the team lost by 27 points. <laughs> Slam him! Slam him! <laughs> he wants to be slammed. Yeah, that's he the thing. He needs to be slammed. That's why I don't feel bad um, about all the bad things I've tweeted about Daryl Morey that he's probably seen because he searches his own name for some reason. Yeah, he clearly does. Because yeah. he clearly wants to be slammed. I'm just giving him mm-hmm. what he wants. Yeah. And honestly, that, that's like the kind of that's exactly the level of slamming I wanted to give Daryl Morey a gentle a gentle nudge. <laughs> A poke, a Facebook style poke. You know, we love Daryl Morey. We do. We there's a reason well, we talk. We talk yeah. about him so much because he's we fascinating. Find him, he's funny. We find him yeah. funny. He gave yeah. money to Mitt Romney. Um, all right. <laughs> <laughs> he's definitely seen a bunch of those tweets. I think he donated to Beto, right? He did. Wasn't that the story recently? <laughs> Well, he just likes. Well, it sounds men. like he's a centrist Democrat, Joey. <laughs> yeah, the, it's just more proof that neo libs and never Trumpers are exactly the same. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> so we got a couple of questions. We asked for questions mm-hmm. this week. Uh, very specifically, the questions: which musicians can dunk? Uh-huh. Uh huh. <laughs> our first question came from Casey Clark, and he asks, which members of Husker Du can dunk? Uh, For those of you that don't know, Husker Du um, were a, uh, they're like a post-hardcore band, I guess, um, from the Twin Cities in the Um, Mm mid-80s. And I answered this on Twitter, but I'll give it the same answer now. Um, The only time anyone in Husker Du can dunk is uh when Grant Hart is on um Bob Mold's shoulders. Yeah, that's I I could see that. Because it they don't seem like a band that's got a lot of hops. They also did a lot of cheap speed, and I don't think that helps mm-hmm. you dunk. Yeah. It's not a PED. Got aspiring uh musicians. Billy Corgan not a speed to uh, also, we looked up. I, I did a little bit of research on um, Billy Corgan's oh. athletic career. His Wikipedia page specifically says that once he got to high school, he was an average athlete. Well, he can dunk. Six three, man. So six three. 
I wonder if I look, I wonder if the Lollapalooza tour they were playing on a lowered rim. I mean, it would not. It doesn't seem that Fife crazy. Dog was playing in the game and he was very small. So <laughs> that's Fife Dog from a tribe called Quest. You know, he like, you know, he yeah. Uh, they, they do like to get high though. So it's very true. Um but this was the same what I'm curious about at that Lollapalooza is I believe pavement is is there. And I know they this were not Lollapalooza. mentioned in the book, but could be mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. Well, I know they're on that tour because that's why that's what uh, the song Range Life is about. Oh, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, and I know Stephen Malcolmus likes basketball, but I don't know if he's like a basketball player as much as I think he's in like eight or nine fantasy basketball leagues. Um. We got a call about this question, and I will play that right here. Hey, round ballers. I got to know, which members of the Australian Nirvana ripoff Silverchair could dunk? I'll take my answer off the air. Thanks. Um, so, Sean, which members of Silverchair can dunk? <laughs> um, I don't think any of them can. I definitely don't. Well, isn't isn't the lead singer weak like, from Manorexia? <laughs> Grunge Hansen, I don't think they can dunk. Uh, yeah, they're Australian too. And uh, well, the one thing we know is that they don't have the guts to take a three point shot. None of those guys, <laughs> those cowards. Yeah, Daniel Johns definitely is afraid to shoot the three. That's what. That's how he got the eating disorder. They played Boston Garden, and those fans got it in his head. <laughs> uh daniel johns is 511 i just looked it up yeah that's that's not gonna do it with <laughs> none of those guys have like the must maybe he could maybe if he literally jumped off a silver chair yeah well they do you know they, the one you know thing they, i'll they, give them uh-huh. <laughs> is they probably do have Pretty good, uh, like hops from stomping all those frogs. Oh, that's true. That's yeah. true. <laughs> Did you know that they their band is only called Silver Chair because of a spelling error? What? What were they supposed to be called? Well, they liked the Nirvana song Sliver. Uh huh. It was supposed to be Sliver. I don't know what the chair references to, but it was supposed to be Sliver Chair. Well, that's which is worse. a worse name. That's a yeah. way worse name. Yeah. So good job not naming yourself a slightly worse thing. Now it just seems like like they're really into Narnia, though. Uh, yeah. I mean, who doesn't like some Turkish delights? Yeah, that is very true. Um, the other two guys in Silver Chair are both five nine, which is how tall I am, and I cannot dunk, so neither can they. Yeah. Um, I can write some pretty shitty grunge songs too. That's um, true. I also asked our friend at Queen Ozymandias um, if she thought she was purporting to be a huge musical fan mm-hmm. uh, because she was she loved she loved small ball. <laughs> She's going to be producing her own uh, repertory version of small ball. We might actually someday have to have a uh, a debate where she debates Corbin Smith over whether small ball is good or not. Because... I mean, I think we should do a staged reading. Honestly, <laughs> we can get we can get a copy of the libretto. 
That's the that's the direction this podcast is trending. Joey. It is, yeah. Um, but I asked her if Man- if she thought Mandy Patinkin can dunk, mm-hmm. and she said yes, but only dead like me, Patinkin. Oh, is there a different Patinkin you think could dunk? I think Princess Bride Patinkin has a chance to get up, yeah, but I but don't. the thing is, <laughs> you know what I think he does? He does like the Birdman thing, and he's like. He is like, my name is Inigo Montoya. <laughs> you dunked on my father. Prepare to die. And then he like misses like five dunks in a row. And then the crowd's kind of booing him. And he's like, ah, but I am not left-handed. And then he goes up with his right hand and also misses a bunch of times. I'm going to go out on a limb. And I think this is going to be uh, controversial. Uh-huh. I don't think anyone in the cast of Princess Bride could dunk. And that includes the like seven foot four. Andre you don't think the Andre Giant. the Giant could dunk? Maybe when he was younger, but he was very. He, oh, oh, he was very. He, had a, he did he not had move. A very bad yeah, <laughs> he did not move well. I would just think he could probably dunk without jumping, just because his hands were so big. He's not as tall as Bo. Yeah, maybe I don't know. How tall is Bobon? Seven four. Yeah. Right. Um, I th- I think I think but I he was just so big. Boban like, is seven was... three, but okay. his wingspan is seven ten. I wonder what Andre the Giant's wingspan is. I just think he was well. I mean that that is controversial. I understand where you're coming from on this one, <laughs> Joey. Let's I see, mean, do he we have a wingspan? Five twenty. <laughs> that is true. Has <laughs> he had how many of his like eight daily bottles of wine has he put? Eight is too low a number, by the way. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't, I just don't think, at least on the Princess Bride set, at that Andre the Giant, the guy who, like, like seven. the guy they were afraid was dying on the set all the time, I don't mm-hmm. think he could get up anymore. Oh, he was not actually 7'4". That was, uh... Andre the Giant's not 7'4"? And they just kind of exaggerated a lot of things, apparently. Oh, well, well, actually, I don't know. Seven, four. Seven, I mean, that 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 sticker said seven four. <laughs> um, do we have a wingspan? No way. They, no one. There's no Andre the Giant wingspan. <laughs> he wasn't in any combines. Uh, okay, this this I think argues against his ability to dunk on the set of Princess Bride. Okay. It is that. Uh, According to Carrie Elwes, on the set of the show, he once drank so much that he passed out in a hotel lobby, and since it was impossible to move him, hotel employees simply surrounded his body with a velvet rope. Uh Uh-huh, that sounds right. Bother him, and he wore a back brace. Yeah. Nobody's dunking with a back brace on. Yeah. um, The only person I could maybe see being able to dunk... Yeah, you know what? Is Chris Sarandon. He could maybe get up. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Elvis is just not really tall enough. No way, dude. Uh, Oh, apparently, Andre the Giant was measured at age 24, 6'10". Oh, he definitely... No way. No way. (laughs) Chris Sarandon, 6'1". You know what? I think Elvis... Elvis, (laughs) The thing is, Elvis has, like, never held a basketball in his hand. Right. (laughs) <laughs> He's six feet tall, but like, yeah, no way. I'm actually going to take that back. I think 
You think Chris Sarandon can dunk? I think he could maybe dunk, yeah. He just has hair that looks like it can fly. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I get it. And he's... <laughs> How old is he at that point in, in Princess Bride? 35? 76 now. Uh, you know, like, I kind of think... He went to West Virginia. I feel like... <laughs> What if he was like the first Pitts noggle? It was Chris Sarandon. <laughs> um, all right, we've talked about this too long. Um, should we get? <laughs> yeah, to... that was way too long. Okay. <laughs> um, should we get to our reader mail? Yeah, let's do it. This is Round Ball Rock Reader Mail. Communications from listeners. Why do we call it reader mail? It is confusing for robots. Um, okay, this is a long one, but it's a good one. Uh, quote, Joey and Sean, I have well, this not... Is from, well, this, oh, is from, sorry, I, this is from Ad Feeling Mini. You want me to go there first? All right. This think, is from I Drew think. from Minneapolis, yeah. at Feeling Mini on Twitter. He says, Joey and Sean, I have not and will never watch the movie, but after your KD in real life episode... I cannot stop examining elements of Dan in real life and considering Kevin Durant's lot in life while drawing parallels. As an example, the tag on the poster is, Something's happening to Dan. It's confusing. It's awkward. It's family. It's the perfect text analogy to describe Katie's time in Golden State, which matches the perfect visual analogy of Katie's time in Golden State being Steve Carell resting his weary head on a stack of pancakes with a, what did I get myself into, look on his face. My reader question, what other similar types of analogies would you draw between player situations and the general non-basketball plots of random movies? My contribution Andrew Wiggins is Peter Gibbons from Office Space. Like Peter, Wiggins is unmotivated and lazy to the befuddlement of his co-workers he stops trying, yet gets rewarded by management with a max contract. Additionally, the tag on the Office Space poster is, Work Sucks, which is definitely a phrase going through Wiggins' head on loop all game as he goes through the motions, and the cherry on top is Tom Thibodeau is Bill Lumberg. Thanks, guys. Drew. Yeah, that was good. I could definitely hear Thibodeau being like, yeah, I'm going to need you to play all 12 minutes of the fourth quarter. Except <laughs> I don't think he's office space. I you don't have think a Andrew different Wiggins? One. No, for Andrew Wiggins? One. Yep, for Andrew okay. Wiggins. Uh, both Andrew Wiggins and Carl Anthony Towns are fox catcher. Uh, <laughs> are they wait? Are they the wrestling? They're brothers? the Schultz brothers. Yeah. See, let me read you the pl- the tagline to Foxcatcher, <laughs> but I'll change a couple of things. Uh-huh. Two former first round picks, Mark. Uh, sorry, Andrew Wiggins and Carl Anthony Towns joined Team Foxcatcher, led by eccentric multimillionaire Jimmy Butler, as they train for the NBA playoffs. Uh, but John's, well, sorry, but Jimmy's self-destructive behavior threatens to consume them all. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I could see that. I don't feel like Jimmy Butler's quite as creepy, but I guess if, like... They just traded him before the murder happened. You know? Yeah, yeah that, that's true, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> Our point is, like, hold on, 
let me guard you in the post. And you're like, is this getting too sexual? <laughs> yeah. Just yelling at him. <laughs> well, um, I thought that the obvious one is that um, I feel like Hugh Jackman, sorry, Dirk Nowitzki is Hugh Jackman in the X-Men movies. Um, so early in his career, you get X2. Mm-hmm. Uh, in this worldwide conspiracy, this is the 2006 finals. The only thing you can count on is the X factor. Oh, that's uh, good. He ages. He gets to Wolverine is the 2011 NBA finals. When he's most vulnerable, he's most dangerous. That was Dirk playing with the flu in those games. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then 2018 is Logan, where the slogan is his time has come. This is this is probably it. And uh, it turned out this whole time that uh, the the mastermind, the guy running the show, was engaged in a terrible sexual behavior, rotten <laughs> culture. Um, I I thought Kyle Lowry was the incredible Burt Wonderstone. Oh, okay. Uh, let me read you the plot to the incredible Burt Wonderstone. Uh, uh-huh. A veteran. Toronto point guard tries to revive his career after his longtime partner is traded. He gets fired from his casino act, and an edgy new Toronto Raptor steals his thunder. <laughs> um, I kind of think that Kemba Walker is Al Pacino in Jack and Jill. Oh, really? Like, just, he's just in a mess, in a mess of a situation. Uh, with somebody who probably had their best days in the 90s, to be honest, um, <laughs> Adam mm-hmm. Sandler and Michael Jordan there. Uh, and one of the one of the taglines to just reverse the gender here. He isn't shy. He isn't subtle. And worst of all, he isn't leaving. <laughs> uh, and yeah, Kemba Walker has the attitude of Al Pacino, which is 100 percent effort. It's something that is fundamentally broken. <laughs> um, I have another Minnesota one, actually. Oh, great. Uh, I think Tom Thibodeau is crazy stupid love. Oh, okay. Uh, another Corel. Yeah, let me read you let me read you this. You have not caught on. All of the ones I'm doing are Corels. <laughs> oh, Foxcatcher. <laughs> I just picked all random Steve Corel movies. Uh <laughs> so crazy stupid love. Here we go. A middle-aged NBA coach's life changes dramatically when his star player asks him for a divorce. He seeks to rediscover his manhood with the help of a newfound friend, Robert Covington, learning to pick up wins on the court. Wow. Um, I gotta say, yeah, I gotta say that, um, hold on, let me find the actual plot summary here. Where are you? Um, I just thought that, uh, Dwight Howard is, uh, Kevin Spacey in American Beauty Mm -hmm. because he, uh, got really ripped because he wants to bang teenagers. (laughs) It's like, "Ah, I'm quitting this job. Uh, a sexually frustrated suburban center has a midlife crisis after becoming infatuated with his daughter's best friend. I'm going to say that could be any teenage girl at the end there. And eventually he's going to get shot in the head. Um, I don't know if he gets shot in the head, actually. It might just be like the chest or something. I don't know. 
Uh, I thought Greg Popovich was seeking a friend for the end of the world. (laughs) As an asteroid nears Earth, a man finds himself alone after his best player and all of his guys leave in a panic. He decides to take a road trip to reunite with his high school sweetheart. Accompanying him is a neighbor who inadvertently puts a wrench in his plan. That neighbor, Bryn Forbes. Whoa. <laughs> Bryn Forbes, kind of a manic pixie. Man, a, mini pixie a, mini, a manic pixie fifth guard. Um, <laughs> I'm going to say that um, Carmelo Anthony is uh, the movie Last Flag Flying. 30 years ago, after they served together on a banana boat, a former NBA All-Star, Carmelo Mello Anthony, reunites with his old buddies, former All-Stars Chris Paul and Reverend James Harden, to bury his career. Mm-hmm. Uh, a young NBA career that was born during the first Gulf War. <laughs> uh, so... Uh, uh, the tagline for that uh, is their last mission wasn't on the battlefield. And that's <laughs> true. It'll be it'll be in a gym shooting threes in a hoodie. Uh I thought that uh Daryl Morey and Carmelo Anthony were in a dinner for schmucks situation. <laughs> <laughs> uh I don't think I need to read the plot to that one. We all know the plot to dinner. Now, for we schmucks, all know, right? we know what that is, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, all right, you got another one? I, uh, <laughs> yeah, I think, um, well, I have to decide. Yeah, yeah. Here, okay. I got one. Here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, LeBron on. James is Little Miss Sunshine. <laughs> <laughs> just a, just a star surrounded by fucking weirdos trying to get him to the beauty pageant. Yeah. And then <laughs> on Twitter, he goes, if I got one piece of advice for you, kiss a lot of women. LOL. Hashtag <laughs> grandpa advice. Uh, I'm going to say that... Um, well, Tyson Chandler would be yeah. gr- that grandpa now. <laughs> um, I think Steve Nash might be in the big short. Because mm-hmm. in 2006, 2007, a group of NBA players bet against the NBA center market. In their <laughs> research, they discover how flawed and corrupt the market is. Um, and then finally, uh, Evan Almighty is clearly Sam Hinkie. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's true. God contacts GM Sam Hinkie and tells him to build an ark in preparation for a great flood. <laughs> <laughs> um, I also, I also, ju- the the last movie I watched was Little Dieter Needs to Fly. I haven't looked at the tagline, but during part of that time, I'm like, this is kind of like Anthony Davis. He's <laughs> just he's just stuck in this swamp. <laughs> they won't let him out. It's so humid. He's wasting his life. All he wants to do is fly. Come on, man. Like in like twenty five years later, Werner Herzog is gonna make him go back and like walk through the Omar Ashik trade. Mm-hmm. Like, 
Anthony just wanted to go to the finals, but they traded away all the first round picks and they had no cap space. Uh, They're forced <laughs> to rely on Rajon Rondo. Um, I also had another one for Jimmy Butler. Oh, yeah. Uh, he's despicable me. <laughs> <laughs> now he's despicable me. Yeah. Let me read you the tagline. When a criminal mastermind uses a trio of orphan girls as pawns for a grand scheme, he wow. finds their love is profoundly changing him for the better. And, of course, those orphans are all of the process, the process guys. <laughs> oh, that's true. <laughs> and also, we, all, we know J.J. Reddick's secret family is also full of orphans. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> I would say LaMarcus Aldridge is Hope Springs. <laughs> Now we're th- just going through Steve Carell's IMDb <laughs> well, page. Yeah, weren't we doing that before? <laughs> anyway, it's a, it's about a counseling session to work on your relationship. <laughs> um, all right, good question, Drew. And anyone else out there, if you have questions for us, uh, email us at roundrockpod at gmail.com or mm. tweet at us at roundrockpod. Uh, or call us at 323-682-0342. Um, wish I could come up with a funny, funny, um, fart dad or whatever for that, but I could not. <laughs> um, <laughs> new, uh, let's go to the news. This is Round Ball Rock News. Basketball News. For humans and robots, trust the process. Um, speaking of uh, movies, Sean, Alan Iverson wrote a uh, pretty cre- incredible Players Tribune piece today. Um, in it, he uh, mentions that he saw and uh, Michael Jordan at the 2003 All Star Game. Uh, sitting in the coach's office with his feet up, smoking a giant cigar. Um, he also explains about... Sean, do you want to go through this gas thing first before we get to his movies? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it, it, he initially talks about... Um, I think Larry Hughes is a rookie at this point, mm-hmm. And uh, they go out, and Larry Hughes is staring at AI's Bentley. And Iverson's like, you like this Bentley? Here, man, it's yours. And he just tosses him the keys. And Larry Hughes takes off. And Iverson's like... Yeah, it's a nice thing to do, but, you know, I, it wasn't, like, my only Bentley, so I wasn't that side. Anyway, Larry Hughes ends up almost immediately running out of gas and thinks that Iverson played a prank on him. Uh-huh. And, uh, <laughs> and and Iverson's like, yeah, I, I didn't mean to do that, but also I kind of didn't really ever think cars ran out of gas. And here's his here's his quote. I'm just going to cut this down. I'm not going to I'm not going to do this in character. Um, here's what's so funny about it. Ever since I started driving, I just don't think I ever paid attention to gas in a car before. Like, if I'm being real with you, I'm not even sure I thought that cars need gas back uh-huh. then. No, I'm playing. I'm playing. I know cars need their gas. But then on the other hand, it's like, I don't know. I can't tell you how many times I'll be driving home and I'll be hearing that beep, 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 beep. And I'll just look down on it and it's like, oh, word? And I'll have damn near 15 minutes to go, and there's barely any miles left in my tank. But I'll tell you what. I'll tell you two things. One, I have never, 
ever, ever, ever stop for gas in those situations. And two, I always make it home. So you tell me what the truth is. So that's kind of an amazing. So he's like a gas earther. I mean, I think he just he's just like, I just have faith that the universe will take care of me is what it feels like. Or someone in Allen Iverson's entourage was always gassing up the cars. Yeah, that is what was happening. doing. Yeah. <laughs> but also Larry Hughes, man, like. Get some gas. He gave you a free Bentley. Yeah. But also, that's like a very. You know he was going to give it to you. Come that's on. like the that's... most Larry Hughes story ever, though. Oh, it's like, yeah. oh, I have a problem with this nice thing someone did for me. <laughs> <laughs> what happened? Oh, I got an opportunity and I completely choked <laughs> in a way that was very avoidable. Um,. Did you, um, he also says that Michael Jordan's the greatest of all time, but we don't care about that kind of thing on this podcast. No, but I, I like that his answer was, was more like, I don't care what the stats are. Michael Jordan seemed like a living, like a God. Yeah. <laughs> um, which is true. Uh, but the thing we really want to talk about is he mentioned his favorite movies of all time. Yeah. Uh, outside of heat though. Which is his number one, but for some reason he did not include it on the list. Well, he talks about it for like an extremely long time earlier in the article. Uh, I would spoke to him that like white guys who wear suits can get away with anything was like his (laughs) big takeaway, which is pretty smart. Uh, But other than that, his five non-heat movies are Casino. Okay. I probably could have guessed that was one of Alan Iverson's yeah. favorite movies, I'll be honest. <laughs> I think so, yeah. Uh some of you know Heat's number one. Uh, Hoodlum. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Do you remember uh, Larry what the movie Fishburne, yeah, yeah. Tim Roth movie? Um Tim Roth is either Dutch Schultz or Lucky Luciano. Well, uh, well oh, Andy we... Garcia is Lucky Luciano. Oh, might, yeah, I yeah. would guess that would be Andy Garcia, yeah. <laughs> uh also, Devil in a Blue Dress, which that movie rules. Good job, AI. Yeah, that's that great. Uh, Law Abiding Citizen, <laughs> starring America's worst movie star, Gerard <laughs> Butler. Uh-huh. Uh huh. An unspeakably violent film. <laughs> and uh, it's like, it's an interesting movie because I think there is a lot of tension, and then you realize how stupid the mechanics of the plot actually mm-hmm. are. Yeah. Uh, and then also, Troy. Troy. <laughs> the Ridley it. Scott, Brad Pitt. It is uh, not Ridley Scott. It is Wolfgang Peterson. <laughs> it's a Wolfgang Peterson. Jesus it is Christ. two hours and 43 movies lo- minutes long. Uh, and it's an adaptation of uh, Homer's epic. Um, mm-hmm. You know. Uh, the Il- the Il- yes. Iliad. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, Brian Cox says Agamemnon. <laughs> Uh huh. Eric on a once again a thankless yeah, role. Hector gets killed before the end, as always. Uh, Brad Pitt plays Achilles. Uh-huh. Uh Orlando Bloom, Paris, of course. Uh huh. Yeah. Um, and Diane Kruger plays Helen of Troy. <laughs> Here's should have gotten Carell in there. Get him in the mix. Here's my question: Heat, mm-hmm. Casino, Troy. Does Alan Iverson maybe just like movies that are two VHS tapes long? <laughs> that might be it. He's like, <laughs> he's like, oh, you extra get extra. Yeah. yeah, yeah. 
He's like he loves Criterion stuff yeah. too, obviously. He likes three hour long movies. That is what he wants. You know what you know what happened once early? He um he actually had a really nice DVD of Heat and he lent it to Larry Hughes. And Larry Hughes didn't have a Blu-ray player, so he couldn't watch it. And he was like, oh, man, AI tricked me again. <laughs> um, yeah. All right, Sean, what other movies do you think Alan Iverson really likes? Um, I bet he likes Goodfellas. Mm-hmm. I would be, I would be, I mean, I think he's probably like, um... Let's see. He definitely likes the movie Paid in Full. Well, I mean, obviously. Who doesn't like Paid in Full? Full rules. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> belly. He likes Belly for it. sure. He definitely likes Belly. <laughs> um, Troy Troy was such a wild card, though. So it's like... Um, Do you think I he, bet likes he likes Alexander? He absolutely likes Training Day. I don't know about Alexander. He, he definitely does. He probably likes Alexander. <laughs> he definitely likes Gladiator. He's real into Gladiator, I bet. All right, here's a question. Has he seen the Michael Mann Miami Vice? Yeah, for sure, dude. Jamie Foxx is in it. And okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And and so because of that, I think uh I bet I bet he's generally a Colin Farrell fan, I would say. Uh-huh. <laughs> what's like what's the most surprising movie you think he likes? Based on this, mm-hmm. um, I bet he really likes, um, like Black Hawk, Black Hawk Down. I bet he really likes, but that's not that surprising, honestly. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> uh, I wouldn't be surprised if he liked the movie Poetic Justice, but that's also not that surprising. Uh, I bet he really likes Lucky Number Slevin. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, he's occasionally like at home with people and he's like, no, 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 it's a Kansas City shuffle. <laughs> Key is, you you know it's a con, but you think you figured out the con. <laughs> <laughs> What if he was like a really big smoke and aces guy? And it's like, yeah, that was that was that was like us on the two thousand one. I think he Sixers. would think Just it was too remember. dumb. <laughs> it is too dumb for Iverson. He'd be like, <laughs> Come on, man. Um. All right, let's move on to our next story. Unless okay. is there anything else you want to mention? No, I mean it's a good check out the article. It's good. Uh, back to Dan in real life himself, Kevin Durant. Um. <laughs> A lot of people are screaming on their televisions today because he um, sort of talked shit about LeBron, kinda. Yeah. Uh, Here's the quote. So much hype comes from being around LeBron from other people. He has so many fanboys in the media. Even the beat writers just fawn over him. I'm like, we're playing basketball here. And it's not even about basketball at certain points. So I get why anyone wouldn't want to be in that environment because it's toxic. Especially when the attention is bullshit attention. Fluff. It's not LeBron's fault at all. It's just the fact that you have so many groupies in the media that love to hang on every word. Just get out of the way and let us play basketball. Uh, here's what I gotta say. I don't think he's really wrong, exactly. 
I don't think he's necessarily wrong about people not wanting to play with him about the over the like attention part. But I yeah. do think he's kind of wrong to be like, yeah, the media's full of groupies. Oh, everybody's always sucking on LeBron's dick. When he's the guy <laughs> who's like the one time the Oklahoma City the- uh, uh, th- the Oklahoma City media was like mean to him, he had like a fucking panic attack and now is like like has held a grudge grudge against the media his entire life just because at one point they had at one time there was a headline that said Mr. Unreliable. Yeah, but I mean he's also just kind of trolling here. I'm just like his like every time he says fanboy and groupie, like he's just kidding. I mean, okay. If if that's what you think, sure, I don't think so. <laughs> but but like, don't you do you do you think he's do you think he's wrong that a lot of people fawn over LeBron James? No, but a lot of people fawn over Kevin Durant. It's true. It's it I would say the LeBron uh sort of like PR media thing is probably beyond anyone else I can really remember. Sure, but also Although, he would be fucking pissed if a tech guy was like, "Hey, Kevin Durant, just get out of the way and let me angel invest in some stuff." I don't what? You know what I mean? Like I he constantly is doing this thing where he's like like he does this on the Bill Simmons podcast too, like the Blog Boys thing where he's like, "Hey, people who don't play basketball can't talk about basketball." And then, mm-hmm. like, is like, I'm a tech investor. And it's like, he would be crying on the Bill Simmons podcast for two hours if some tech guy was like, basketball players shouldn't invest in tech. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, but I mean, they would never do that because they're groupies and fanboys. Sure. Okay. That's why Kevin Durant's allowed to invest in tech. <laughs> no one's like, oh, this guy's, this guy knows the market. I just um, you get what I'm saying though, right? He is he does that shit a lot. The like yeah, yeah. you can't talk well, just, about basketball if you haven't I just, played basketball. I just, con- I just consider that to be shtick. Because I it's like don't. <laughs> I think you give him a lot of credit on stuff like this. Like But uh, but I mean people like direct when he was directly asked why don't people want to play with LeBron James? Like sure. that's he's in response to that question. I do think it means he's probably not going to the Lakers. Yeah, I also think it's probably And he's definitely going to the Knicks because he doesn't want to (laughs) deal with the media. And in New York, it's all about the basketball. On court only. Um and then LeBron's did not respond to that, but he did say that he uh, went to sleep for 11 hours and missed his company holiday party. Excuse me? And then slept. <laughs> Why is that not our lead story? <laughs> that he tweeted about going to bed at 8.30 and missing a holiday party. Uh, his company so, holiday party? <laughs> <laughs> it's that not should have been our lead story, Sean. It was, too. <laughs> I'm sure it was Spring Hills, dude. His production company. Yeah, I mean, probably. That kind of <laughs> sucks, too. Right? Um, like, like, shouldn't... What have you worked for that company and LeBron... Yeah, okay, so he says, Man, I'm... He tweets, Man, I'm washed. I went to bed at 8.30 last night and woke up at 7.30 a.m. Man, what? I literally slept for 11 hours. Missed my company Xmas party and everything. Uh, face palm emoji. Two exclamation points. 
Huh. So, and it's got to be the production company. Yeah, no, of course it's the production company. But do you, th- do you think they were bummed that he missed it? No. Like, I bet he's not that fun at those parties. You know? Yeah. <laughs> no and one then, likes uh, when your boss comes to the party. And then uh, Kuzma quote tweeted and said, you left your walking stick at the facility as well, Grandpa. And then he at he put at King James, I guess, if he wasn't going to see it in his notifications anyway. And then he replied, a bunch of crying laughing emojis. That was a good one. All caps. Not. He is. Wait, that's true. That's actually a thing. LeBron, LeBron James <laughs> tweeted a not joke. Yes, he did. Kyle Kuzma is getting traded tomorrow, by the way. Because you know what a not joke means? Your feelings are hurt. <laughs> yeah. Walking stick is like, look, we gotta trade somebody. Or do you think he or do you think he's like, oh Kuzma, he's got that heart to stand up to me. I'm more into this. I'm <laughs> he went to bed at 8 30. Mm-hmm. He woke up at 7.30 a.m. What time was this holiday party? Like, was it? Yeah, that's weird. Like a company party. <laughs> like, what, doesn't it gonna, kind he of He was going to go there at 10? Didn't... <sighs> Man. But also, also, he's acting like he overslept and missed it. Did he just, like, fall asleep somewhere at 8.30 at night? I mean, was he I, like in the van? Was he in the yeah, oxygen he was in van? The van? Yeah, he was in that van. <laughs> it's like does he does he accidentally cryogenically freeze him? Like, <laughs> I wonder if this sleeping is more intense than we are letting on. I mean, it for sure is because he's on some insane diet and is working out one hundred percent of the time <laughs> of his life. But like, yeah, they're just like actually, it was a mini coma. Here's my then question. Because he, he apparently slept two and a half hours before the Spurs game that afternoon. Here's my question. Yeah. Do you think he was planning to go to that party or this was just a tweet to get out of going? Uh, I think so, because I feel like no matter how much rest LeBron James needs or wants, I find it difficult to believe that he slept 14 of 24 hours like midseason during a game. He's pretty old. I could sleep 14 hours. I mean, I, yeah, I guess I'm like so. the same age as him. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> but 8, 8.30 to 7.30 and then... If I was really tired, like, I could for sure sleep from 8.30 to 7.30. And, and then he takes another nap from 2 to 4.30. Yeah, because LeBron James doesn't get up at 7.30 in the morning normally. You know what I mean? There's no way. What, doesn't he like get up and wait, work out? Oh, I guess you're right. I don't know, man. He That's, definitely it, always like takes a nap before practice before games, though. Those these guys all take naps in the middle of the day. Yeah, no. It seems like it seems like a lot of sleeping in a limited time for LeBron. I That's he's all. He's tired. He's tired from making all the deals, dude, and from all the the fucking blog boys sucking his dick all the time. <laughs> That's what it was. That's why he was so sleepy. It was just like blowjob after blowjob from beat writers, from podcast hosts. That's why he missed the party. He's like, I'm sorry. These guys, these guys want me. They want my body. 
<sighs> All right. Um, I don't really care. Like, can we, I would like to go two more weeks without Kevin Dur- having to talk about something Kevin Durant said. Hopefully, <laughs> fingers crossed. <laughs> he's, he's playing great, though. Playing yeah, great. He's been great. So I'm saying, like, maybe maybe this is him. This is how he makes himself. This is his spinach. Is is tea? That's first off, Sean. <laughs> no, that's also not. Oh, all right, Rudy Gobert. Oh no, LeBron James. Oh, yeah, yeah. One more thing. The only reason I think that this ma- this massive amount of sleep might have something to do with him being a little depressed is because. Uh, Apparently, also, LeBron is interested in Carmelo Anthony joining the Lakers. Well, that was, that's a full-on story. Uh, LeBron and Melo, then Melo wants to go to the Lakers, dude. And uh, Mark Stein reported today that the Lakers, now that Michael Beasley hasn't worked out, they're also thinking about uh, Carmelo, too. I think he's going to be a Laker, baby. I, I, will, I will be honest with you. I had forgotten that Michael Beasley was on the Lakers. Right. Uh, and nothing happened. He just can't get on the court, right? He just hasn't been good. Yeah. Okay. Um. So my question about LeBron and Mello. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Is this good for Mello? I mean, yes. I w- I would say so because it's an NBA team. Like that's a job. <laughs> Uh, I guess he doesn't clear waivers until the 15th, maybe? What I will say about Mello uh-huh. is uh, Kyle Kuzma better fucking get ready because Mello, uh, Mello has a lot better comebacks than anyone Kuzma's dealt with before. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He once told a guy, he once called a guy glazed donut face, if you remember correctly. <laughs> I do remember that. Um, so Kuzma... Be careful, baby, buddy. You might get slammed, just like your former boss, Daryl Morey, wants to be all the time. Um, how many? What do you think is like the longest Mello has slept recently? Like thirty-six straight hours. Yeah, I bet. I bet he like left. He left Houston and was just like, "This is when I rest." I. Yeah. No, Mello ate like a. 15-course meal and drank three bottles of wine one night <laughs> and just fell asleep in that robe. And God, he must have... I, I gotta say, he's gotta have incredibly comfortable bedding. <laughs> yeah, for sure, dude. Like a velvet pillow? Does that exist? Because he's sleeping <laughs> on it, so. Um, Alright, let's talk about Rudy Gobert. Oh, yeah, okay. Um... He got ejected with two minutes and 47 uh, seconds into the Rockets game. So I think he got fined today $15,000 for criticizing the refs after they lost to the Heat. Um, And so I think now I can understand maybe being a little suspicious because he was called for foul on the opening tip of the game, which is pretty early to get a foul call. Uh, he then got his second foul with 2.47 left, and he um, slapped some bottles off the scorer's table, and he got ejected. Uh, yeah. Um, Dragonfly Jones had a really funny tweet about it. Oh, yeah? Um, yeah, he said... Um, sorry, I forgot to pull this up. 
it's like a very Dragonfly Jones tweet. Um, he, Dragonfly Jones retweeted the video and said, um, shit, where'd it go? Um, more like Rudy go there if you ask me, because he's got to go over there because he can't stay in the game because he got ejected. <laughs> It's just great wordplay. Yeah, um, love it. Um, he also posted a shirtless selfie yeah, from that the weight room we during really the game. Talk yeah. About. Uh, so yeah, Rudy Gobert gets kicked out of this game and then immediately posts a shirtless selfie of himself <laughs> watching the game while riding an exercise bike and yeah. flexing his abs incredibly hard. Like mm-hmm. he's like, it's like a straight up like. Thirst trap from the Champs de Delosie. He's a yeah. I I mean he he's he's making it happen. He's he's making a weird flex. Um, it's it feels like something that uh, wouldn't have happened if they still had a leader like Gordon Hayward there. I mean, they did win the game 118 to 91. Yeah, it's true. Slamming uh, Daryl Morey just like he begged everyone to. <laughs> a, a, a living hologram came off the bench and dominated. I them, am so. I am never gonna get over the slam me quote from Daryl Morey. I'm just <laughs> warning everyone. Like, I just have hit like this picture of him in my mind, just like like on the street, being like, please. Please slam me. Please slam me. Slam me, baby. Please, sir. Can I have some slams? Um, all right. Man, the Rockets scored 11 points in the third quarter of that game. Uh, the fucking... It was a bad night for games because the Suns scored nine points in a quarter. Um, That's... that's... <laughs> what, what's happening to the Rockets, though? That seems that seems distressing. Uh, Chris Paul is old um, and has been hurt, um, yeah. and also they tried to replace a bunch of good players with a bunch of bad players. Yeah, Marquise yeah. Chris is on their team, like Michael Carter Williams. Like, what are you gonna do? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Eric Gordon does not seem like he is quite as good this year either. No, um, they'll they're still gonna be fine though. They're gonna make the playoffs and shit. They're gonna win like. 18 straight you watch um i don't think that's gonna happen but i do think i do think they'll make the playoffs for sure um all right not you, that worried yeah you wanted to play gods or frauds your favorite let's play the let's game play you real, invented yeah. a while ago yeah the, well these are quick just like what team what people have been achieving that we think we just decide if they're gods if that success is real or if they're frauds and then i added mm-hmm. a question for you Okay, first first one. Toronto Raptors, they're 21 and 5, first in the East, 10 and 2 on the road. Best road record in the NBA by far. Are they gods or are they frauds? Oh, they're they're fucking great, dude. They're gods. Yeah. yeah. Are they going to win the East? Yeah, for sure. Oh, I like it. Go to the finals. Okay, uh your question, does Nick Nurse winning coach of the month mean Toronto feels free to fire him? Oh yeah, they're going to fire him tomorrow. Yeah, I mean, that's what um, happens when yeah. you win an award. No one's bigger than the team, Nick Nurse. <laughs> you should have withdrawn your name for consideration. Um, I also didn't realize until I was watching uh, yesterday's game 
I, I didn't know that Pascal Siakam learned to play basketball at age 17 or something. Yeah, he's fucking tight. He's fucking tight, He's dude. really he's fun so to watch. Like He can dribble uh, now. He can shoot. He's great. Big fan. I still think, still think, I mean, look, he's maybe a little too confident in his dribbling ability, but it is pretty, it is a lot better. Mm-hmm. So. Okay, uh, Zach Levine, averaging 24 and a half points, top 10 in scoring, uh, five five rebounds, five assists. Is he a god or is he a fraud? I mean, I don't necessarily think those numbers are going to go down because he's like a he's the new Monte Ellis, dude. This is just what he's going to be, which makes him a fraud. <laughs> yeah, I think it, I think it is. I mean, he's like he is only twenty three, but. Uh... Like, like, what part of this is really going to change a lot? Yeah. Um, now, here's your question. Will Jim Boylan help turn Zach Levine into a star, or should the Bulls have nabbed Jim Boylan? They should uh, have hired Jim Boylan, for sure. Yeah, obviously, um, obviously. Yeah. Uh, is it possible that Chandler Hutchison is kind of tight? No, but I think he might be just, like, a pretty fine role player, you know, like a, like a... Like a Marvin type, a Marvin Williams type. I'd like to see him like dunking more because he's he's he like has he had dunk. some good dunks. Yeah, maybe like a Darvin Ham type. Could he That's, do that? Uh, I think he's going to be better than Darvin Ham probably. Okay, I think he's eh, Darvin Ham was pretty good for a little while. Um, okay, Orlando Magic. They are seventh in the East. They are twelve and thirteen, but they are six and six on the road. Um, they are getting outscored by about a point, one point eight points a game. Are they? Are they? Is this sustainable? Are they gods no, or are they frauds? No, but I. It's like the Kings, man. Like, I don't. I don't. I hesitate to call them gods or frauds because, right. like, what I want to burst like the Magic fans' bubbles, like for the first time in their like in their sad lives in a decade or whatever, it seems like they had that. They seem like a basketball team for the first time in a long time. They're, they're like mods. Yeah. They, <laughs> they, uh, but like, yeah, the, they're not, they're probably not going to make the playoffs. I mean, they might get the eight seed, but that's because the East is still the East. But like, I don't know. Be happy. This is like, uh, it seems like um, people know what they're doing finally there. Yeah, the it seems like time. it seems like they could really use a, even a super mediocre backup point guard. Or a starting point guard, like a well, backup yeah. point guard that could start. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I specifically think that um, if Victor Oladipo's really hurt badly, uh, Darren Collison. But... What do they even have? I mean, I'm just, I'm just saying, like literally anyone who can yeah. dribble, you know what I mean? Like, like I don't, I don't think they need a ton, but like, I kind of think if they if they had like JJ Barea on their team, they'd be like the fourth best team in the East. <laughs> um, okay, so your question is, will Vucevic be an All Star in the East? Yeah. Will he still be on the Orlando Magic at the time of the All Star? Oh game? yeah, for sure, dude. I think yeah. they might re-sign him. Yeah, I, mean, I don't know that he's going to be that expensive, too. But also, I think they can sign him for a shorter deal. It doesn't look like Mo Bamba's ready to play, like, right now, so... 
why wouldn't you sign him to like a two or three year deal? Right. I mean, he, he's been great. Yeah. Also, he might be an all-star and do you want, do you want your last team's all-star memory to be Aaron Gordon piloting a drone to failure? (laughs) No, thanks. All right. Next. Uh, Okay. Milwaukee Bucks. They are second in the East 16 and seven. They're 12 and two at home. Four and five on the road. So a lot of home games, pretty dominant at home. They are outscoring their opponents by 10.7 points per game. Mm-hmm. Uh, are they gods or are they frauds? Uh, they're fucking gods, dude. They rule. Yeah, I think they're pretty Their good. Their point of relation is 10, 10.7. <laughs> it's pretty crazy. Yeah. <laughs> um, they, just, they seem to just blow teams out by a ton a lot. Yeah, they remind me of that first Kerr Warriors team, honestly. Uh-huh. Yeah, where you were just like, well, they they won the game by 18 points. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, here's your question. Gian- Giannis is shooting only 11% from three. Will he be vulnerable to a Boston Garden playoff crowd calling him a coward? Oh, for sure, dude. I mean, uh, that crowd. Or, yeah. That crowd is just like no other. Like, the yeah. connection they have, the control they have over the game. Mm-hmm. But you know what I got to say? They've really let the team down this year. They're the reason that this team isn't working. <laughs> yeah, because they've got they've got scared Terry Rozier. Yeah, all the all the fans have to do is just use their fan magic and um but those for guys some will reason, all be all stars again. For some reason they're just like, we don't believe in Jalen Brown anymore. He hasn't he hasn't earned it. Uh oh, okay. Your other option is the other possibility is: Will the Celtics lose in round one before the the Bucks even get there? Um, no. What I'm, what I would say I'm actually anticipating is a a Bucks Celtics series where uh, Giannis really does struggle from three, but also like dunks sixteen times yeah. in a game once. So yeah, for sure, should be fun. Um, okay, next team: the Denver Nuggets. Mm-hmm. They're seventeen and seven. They're leading the West. Eight and four on the road. They've won seven straight games, uh, and they will have Will Barton back uh, in the next week or two. Are they gods or are they frauds? I mean, I don't know if they're this good, but I was hiding. I was high on them going into the, um, going into it this year. So I don't know why I wouldn't not be. You know, so gods, right. I guess. Yeah, yeah, like. Well, I kind of didn't think they'd keep it up, but then, like, they're doing this without Gary Harris has missed a couple games. They don't have Will Barton yet. Like, there's a lot of factors that make me think they could actually get better, mm-hmm. too. All right. Uh, your question about the Nuggets is who is Mason Plumley's best friend on this oh, team? Tyler Lydon, dude. Duh. <laughs> yeah. Um,. <laughs> Did you He's see? Like, keep what, your head up, Tyler. Keep your head up, buddy. Did, did you see what Tyler Lydon's nickname is on the I team? I did not. Spicy Mayo. Oh, that's. I mean, that <laughs> actually feels really appropriate. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, one of the more appropriate NBA nicknames, I think. Pretty good. That's good. Okay, um, Oklahoma City Thunder. They are sixteen and seven. Uh, very impressive, considering they started the year zero and four. Uh, Westbrook is averaging 22, 23, 10, and 10. Paul George is averaging 24, 8, and 4. Um, first of all, 
Congratulations to Paul George for getting eight rebounds a hey, game. He hit a game winner last night. We need no, to. He's... Paul George is kicking ass. I'm yeah. just saying the most impressive thing is that he managed to get eight rebounds a game playing <laughs> with Russell Westbrook. That's that's incredible. You're hitting the boards very hard because you're not allowed any free throw rebounds or any like, like he is earning those. That's like getting 12 rebounds on another team. I just what meant to say, I just thought we needed to say, like, hey, congratulations, Gatorade, on Paul George finally hitting one of those shots from those commercials. Yeah, they got to get one ready for Christmas. Don't <laughs> wait for the playoffs. Strike while the iron is hot and the Gatorade is cool. Um, they also have the number one defense in the league. Joey, are they gods or are they frauds? I mean, this is what they always are. Like, they're going to do this. They're going to have a top seed, and then in the playoffs, uh, Russell Westbrook and Dennis Schroeder are not going to let anyone else touch the ball, and they'll lose uh, uh, lose 4-1 to somebody, right? Mm -hmm. So playoff P is not going to... I mean, playoff P is going to be the playoff P we always see, which is hiding behind a Gatorade bottle. Uh, I guess I guess you've kind of answered my question already, which is how is this going to fall apart? Because we know it will. <laughs> um, I think I think also uh, someone's going to get hurt. I think that's all. I hate saying that. I'm going to take that back. I don't want to wish that into existence. I mean, they already have somebody hurt. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So two more. Two more to go in this game. The, the LA Clippers, 16 and 8. They're fourth in the West. They're 9 and 1 at home after dropping their home opener to the Nuggets. They've won nine in a row. Uh, here's a question Why are they so good at home, Billy Crystal? Nobody's safe except the Condor. The Condor. Have you seen the Condor? Oh, I see. Okay. Uh-huh. That, makes, that makes sense. <laughs> Uh, are they gods or are they frauds? Um, I have no idea what to do with this team, to be honest with you. They could be either. I mean, they're 9-1 at home, but they're 7-7 seven and seven on the road. But hmm. I don't know. It seems like they're probably going to make the playoffs. Like, But I don't think they're yeah. this good. Right. Like, they're winning Boban is like 60% of their games a now. A curiosity that's really good. And mm-hmm. Tobias Harris is really good, but like... I don't know. Maybe you don't need a star to win in the NBA anymore. You just need like 10 really, really good guys. I don't know. I think it's. Yeah, I mean, they're basically on pace to win 49 games. And I don't I would not be surprised if they won 48, 49 games. No. But I also I also wonder if they're going to be tempted if they're like sixth or seventh in the West to. um make some kind of move. I'm, this I, I team would be feels, about that. Actually, though, this team feels exactly like another team, honestly. This uh-huh. team to me feels exactly like that Iguodala Nuggets team. Oh, oh, the very overachieving. Yeah, the JaVale they, McGee, Kenneth Fareed, Andre Iguodala, mm-hmm. like. Well, a lot of guys who kind of had their contracts coming up, too. But an also well, like an embattled old coach. It was like a bunch of guys trying hard, and then George uh-huh. Carl and Doc Doc Rivers is he's not as bad as George Carl, but he's like a Carl type, you know. 
uh-huh. like just a veteran coach who like. So Gallinari is like the Iguadala of this team, but Tobias Harris is the Gallinari of this team. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and Montrez Harrell is the Kenneth Vareed because uh-huh. obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Boban is JaVale. Uh-huh. Um, I like this. <laughs> uh, Lou Williams is Ty Lawson. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, I can't remember anyone else, else on the team. I don't remember who else on the team, It yeah. doesn't, doesn't matter. doesn't matter. Um, okay, so your big question about the Clippers is, Montrez Harrell is eighth in the league with a PER of 25.9, and can he keep it up <laughs> for the whole season, Joey, and win... His first John Luer trophy. Yes, of course. For the PER Montrez Harrell is like edge. such a classic PER guy. Like, <laughs> I love Montrez Harrell. Don't get me wrong. And I look, there was a time when PER was the only like real basketball stat we had. But uh, uh-huh. it would always be like PER says Ike Diagu is like a top <laughs> 25 player in the NBA. And I mean, it. It's it's the best stat out there. I gotta say, uh, <laughs> I'm gonna tell you the the weird guys. I would say, I mean, Anthony Davis and Steph Curry are the two top guys. Mm-hmm. But you've also got uh, Clint Capella at nine, uh, Sabonis at fourteen. Hey, Sabonis, he's ruled this year. <laughs> uh, Nurkic at seventeen, okay, just behind weird. Joel Embiid, and then. Uh, <laughs> Kyrie, the 18 through 20 are Kyrie Irving, Russell Westbrook, and Julius Randle. Uh, Paul George does not appear on this top 20 yeah, list. Yeah, you know why? Because PER takes zero account into defense. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know who's doing the best on uh, defensive RPM. Box score plus minus leader Nikola Jokic. Okay, we don't need to talk about box score plus minus. Who do you uh, think Plumlee's we are? Tenth, though Plumlee's tenth. <laughs> Who do you think we are? Fucking uh, wages of wins. Keep going, dude. Well, there's, we've okay. got one more last team. Last one. Last one. Okay, Portland Trailblazers, fourteen and eleven. They're now seventh in the West. Uh, are they gods or are they frauds? And did I put this team on the list just to provoke? Take it or break it, host Corbin Smith. You did put it, uh, it did. to yeah. The, this is what they are. This is just what they're going to be, right? Like slightly above five hundred in this West. Yeah, I kind of feel like this is water finding its own level. So I guess that makes them gods. You know what I mean? Yes, <laughs> if by this, I mean they're mods. But uh, <laughs> uh, okay, so here's my question. How many centers, how many young big men from this draft class uh, are better than Yusuf Nurkic? From this draft class? This draft class. Like right now? Yeah. Um. Okay. So, Aiton's probably better than him. Uh-huh. Um... Uh, Carter, Carter's better than him. Jaron Jackson is definitely better than him. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't, I think he's better than Mo Bamba right now. Uh-huh. Okay. I don't think he, I, he and Bagley are like the same at this point, I think. Okay. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, am I forgetting any other of the centers? Um, uh, Robert Williams. Okay. He's better than Robert Williams. Because he has uh, arrived at yeah, the team. and he so, has his wallet. So. 
<laughs> he has a loss as well. He has a girlfriend. That I think <laughs> is also pretty helpful. Um, what about? Boy, there are like no centers taken for. Right, and then it's That's like Wendell Mitchell Carter Robert goes. Robinson. I think he's probably better than Mitchell Robinson, right? Uh, yeah, but Mitchell Robinson was pretty tight before uh, he got oh. hurt, and then started like fouling like a million people in like seven seconds. How about uh, Thomas Welsh of the Denver Nuggets? Yeah, I don't know who that is. I think he's better than. Yeah, he's, he's not. He's better, better than, than him. Nurkic. Yeah, yeah. Nurkic, you're better than Thomas Welsh. <laughs> Uh, but he's better. I think Nurkic is better than Bamba, but worse than Wendell Carter. That seems fair. Yeah. Mo, Mo Wagner. Uh, he's better than Mo Wagner. Yeah. All right. That there are so few bigs in this draft. It's yeah. crazy. Yeah. Well, I guess we've identified who the gods and frauds are this year in the NBA, Joey. Uh, all right, Sean. I think that's our show. Um, mm-hmm. We'll be back next week with uh, probably a Christmas-themed episode, maybe. I'm not sure yet. We'll we'll figure something out. Yeah. Um, but, Sean, plug something. Oh, yeah. So I will be co-headlining at the Punchline in San Francisco December 20th through the 22nd. Also, if you're in the South Bay Area, I'll be uh, featuring for Sarah Tiana at Rooster Tea Feathers the second weekend of January. So uh, she's funny. If you're in the Sunnyvale area, if you're in Cupertino, um, Santa Clara, even San Jose, come on up. Mm-hmm. Um, one of those nights is college night, and one of those nights is military night. Mm-hmm. And you, I think, maybe get in for free with those appropriate IDs. Oh, yeah, dude. Yeah. Um, as for me, uh, you can always follow me on Twitter at Frankie Muniz, uh, where one day ago, this is one of my favorite tweets of his ever. (laughs) One day ago, I tweeted, today is my 33rd birthday. What's more 33 than owning an olive oil and balsamic vinegar store? Visit OutrageousOliveOil.com to make me happy. (laughs) It's the best present you could ever give. (laughs) Uh, That's also the Corleone family's fake business in The Godfathers, so it's possible that Frankie Muniz is living outside the law. (laughs) His brother Reese is not a wartime consular. Trust the process. The oh, do you have another Doncic song, or should I play a regular song? Uh, I think I can put one together. All right. Uh, well, here's another. Look, the Vladi Divac one went semi-viral. Daryl Morey faved it, mm. uh, but not viral enough. We need that Grantland Jr. virality. Uh-huh. We need, <laughs> give us these clicks, baby. Uh, so here... Is another, we want that viral. We want to go viral uh-huh. so bad. We want to make t- a t-shirt. Uh, so here <laughs> <On> the- yeah. <laughs> is another Luka Doncic parody song by Sean Keen. Uh, trust the process. Shut trust it down. Uh, let's Dan in real life. The Luka Doncic is on my team a rookie Slovenian such a dream 
the loo. Gadonchich is playing so much more than her about projections say. And when he steps back for jumpers, it takes my breath away. I can hardly wait to make bank. Let him go on Shark Tank. How long I have waited, waited for my new dirt. He can watch porn at work. We've got the loop. Gadonchich. He's on a rookie deal. Aluka West Matthews can't ignore. Be mine tonight. You're better than broadcast.com. I value you so high. Luca, if you asked me to, I'd wear a suit and tie. Your dribble moves are nasty. I got rhinoplasty. How long have I waited? Waited for your passes. This team no longer harasses. Don't ever go into free agency, baby. Ladies and gentlemen, the saxophone stylings of Mr. Harrison Barnes. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.